The presence of the Lord in our lives should give us peace beyond human understanding. And yet it is sad that many people, who, those even who are in the Lord, do not enjoy the kind of peace that Jesus wants us to enjoy. People are tormented by many inner demons. Maraming gumugulo sa isip ng tao, bumabagabag sa kanyang kalooban. And what su one such cruel demon is guilt. Mga taong binabagabag ng konsyensya, laging nagigilty, at laging tinuturuan ng mga tao sa paligid niya na magilty. These types of people cannot enjoy God's peace. So we should understand the relationship between guilt and Jesus. Between guilt and ourselves and what is the work of Jesus in our lives. Father, we thank you that you love us and you want to be present in our lives and you want us to enjoy peace. We ask you to guide us. Forgive us our sins. Give us a simple message that will cut through our heart and will make us understand our standing before you and before your son, Jesus. Teach us how to deal with guilt and how to enjoy the love of your son, Jesus. Father, be our speaker. We ask you that you speak to us, God, in simple terms, but in ways that will make us change from glory to glory. We want to hear your voice, so you speak before the, your people, O God. Use your servant only as your instrument. Father, we ask you, heal our diseases, strengthen our hearts, comfort our emotions, and now feed our spirit. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. People and guilt have a very interesting relationship. People are conditioned by culture to feel and to be guilty. Religious culture, social culture, legal culture. Napakaraming mga elemento sa ating paligid na ang idinidikta sa atin ay laging Kulang ka, masama ka, dapat kang magbago, dapat kang parusahan. Kaya maraming tao, sila na mismo ang nagpaparusa sa kanilang sarili. Many people are haunted by guilt, especially the religious. Especially the people of the book, so-called, including Jews and Christians. Dapat sana ang mga tao na na, oh, tinuturuan, guided by the holy book, by the scriptures. Dapat yun ang nag-enjoy ng maraming peace. And yet, what many people remember from scripture and what many people teach from scripture is how to make others feel guilty. That they might be called people who live by the book. Na parang napaka-iksi, napaka-naro ng tama at lagi nilang may pagkakamali na dapat umusig sa atin. What are the results of guilt feelings? May positive results. One is repentance. Pagsisisi, pagbabagong loob, which leads to confession and search for restoration. Which of course, when taken well, leads to avoidance of sin. Kung ang ating uh, budhi ay umuusig sa atin, may magandang pwedeng maging bunga yan kung ito'y magbubunga ng pagbabagong loob, pagtatapat sa Panginoon, paghingi ng tawad, Paghingi ng restoration, muling pagbubuo ng ating espiritu at pag-iwas sa masama. Magandang bunga din yan is understanding and compassion for others who feel guilty. Yung nakakaranas ng sleepless nights, halos mabaliw ka because you blame yourself for something that you think you have done wrong, 
Yung nakakaranas ng ganitong hirap ng loob, ang dapat maging bunga ay maging maawain sa kapwa, maging mabait at mabuti, lalo sa mga nakakaranas din ng ganon. Pero may negative results din ang guilt feelings. And one is isolation. Pagka ang isang tao ay uh, laging inuusik ng budhi o inuusik ng iba, ang madalas niyang gawin ay lumalayo na lang doon sa mga nanguusik. Kaya church people who think that they are living in a lifestyle that is less than admirable or acceptable to others, they tend not to go to church anymore. Pagka meron silang nagawang kasalanan at nagkapatong-patong, dumadami, pati ang panalangin nila ay nawawala na, ang pagbabasa ng Bible, ang quiet time. Kaya may maghihingi ng payo, Pastor, para po ang layo-layo sa akin ng Diyos. And I always say, hindi lumalayo sa atin ang Diyos, maaaring tayo o yung loob natin ang lumalayo sa Diyos. Isang paglayo. Bunga ng guilt feelings. Paglayo sa Diyos, paglayo sa church, paglayo sa spiritual feeding. Another very negative result of guilt is devaluation of self. Feeling unworthy. Pagbaba ng pagtingin sa sarili. Pag isang tao ay lagi mo na lamang na inuusig, lagi mong sinasabihang kulang siya, mali siya, masama siya, marumi siya, nagsisimulang bumaba ang pagtingin niya sa sarili. Nagsisimula rin ang bumaba ang standards niya. So, gumagawa na siya ng mga bagay na kung mataas lang ang pagtingin niya sa kanyang sarili, hindi niya gagawin. Worse, it could lead to self-rejection. Yung hindi mo na matanggap ang iyong sarili. Kinakamuhian mo ang iyong sarili. Kaya marami ang pinagwawakasan pa nga kuminsan, suicide. Self-rejection could lead to sadness, extreme sadness. And when not cured, it could lead to depression. Ang daming taong depressed. Nung may mga nagtanong sa akin sa Facebook, sabi niya, naloloka na yata po ako, Pastor. Parang gusto kong sumigaw, gusto kong magtatakbo sa mundong ibabaw. Parang hindi ko madala ko ano yung dala ko. Kasi kung hindi ka naloloka, Sister, malamang depressed ka. Why don't you see a psychiatrist? Because it's a clinical thing. And then, when they have already taken you out of a danger zone, maybe by chemically altering your blood, composition by medication, then si a psychologist and a counselor para magbago naman yung psyche mo, yung, yung pagtingin sa iyong sarili, para bumalik ang iyong pagpapahalaga sa sarili. Because sadness and depression is sometimes read by the religious people as inner demons. Maraming tao depressed, ang hatol agad ng pastor, demonic possession. Demonic oppression because we over-spiritualize everything when sometimes they are only clinical. While there may be real and true demonic possessions, many of the things we see, even in the New Testament, could be analyzed by psychiatrists and by medical practitioners and by behavior science people as pure psychological or psychiatric issues. Maraming mga taong nagkakaganon. And sadly, mas maraming depressed sa mga relihiyosong tao kesa sa hindi-religious. Because it is religion that always teaches you to be guilty without a proper balance of restoration, to become whole again. Because of the culture of guilt, numberless people 
in Israel then and among the religious today are depressed. Si Samuel, nung panahon niya ay mayroong hari, si Saul, who suffered severe depression. 1 Samuel 16, 14-23 The Spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord was terrifying him. It is an evil spirit from God that's frightening you, Saul's official told him. Your Majesty, let us go and look for someone who is good at playing the harp. He can play for you whenever the evil spirit from God bothers you and you feel better. You will feel better. So they got David to play for Saul. Whenever the evil spirit from God bothered Saul, David would play his harp. Saul would relax and feel better and the spirit, the evil spirit, would go away. Siyempre naman, yung mga ancient people did not have a fully developed uh, understanding of psychiatry, of psychology, of mental health. So they called all of this kind of uh, emotional and mental illnesses as demonic presence. Symbolically, they can be called demonic presence. But actually, they are depression episodes. Well, of course, we do not discount, let me repeat, that there could be real demonic presence and oppression. But depression and therapy over-spiritualized becomes a theological problem. Kaya sabi, na-cast out na po namin yung demon sa tatay ko, ba't ganun pa rin siya? Na-cast out na namin yung demon sa bahay namin, sa, sa tasa, na-cast out na namin yung demon sa pichel, bakit ganun pa rin ang buhay namin, nag-aaway pa rin tatay at nanay ko? Kasi in-over-spiritualize what is otherwise a psychological or a spiritual issue. In Jesus' time, very interestingly, brothers and sisters, people were burdened with so much religious regulations, so much control and domination, and therefore so much guilt. Kaya iniisip ng iba, nung panahon ni Jesus, ang daming possessed. Pero kasi naman, may Ten Commandments ka na, may 613 other commandments pa called misvots. Meron pang dietary laws, merong ceremonial laws, ang daming mga bawal, do's and don'ts. Araw-araw, imposibleng masunod mo lahat. Kaya araw-araw ang mga tao depressed because they feel guilty. At pagka hindi yun nalutas, hindi nabigyan ng balanse, people get into very deep depression that sometimes could lead to schizophrenia or a double personality. Pag may schizophrenia ka, pwede ka magsalita ng iba-iba boses. Kaya napagkakamala ng iba, ay, may masamang espiritong nakatira sa katawan niya. Kaya may masamang espirito, ubalis ka sa kanyang katawan, ay, schizophrenia pala. Kailangan ng tamang counseling, clinical treatment. Hirap na hirap ang tao nun. Dahil sa dami ng mga batas na ibinibigay ng relihiyon At nung ang Kristyanismo ay dinala sa mga Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, who did not have the Jewish laws, gusto ni mga conservative Jews who have become Christians, yung convert nila na hindi naman Jew na magiging Christian, maging Jew muna, tapos maging Christian. In other words, pasunurin din sa lahat ng mga regulasyon, sa lahat ng mga batas, pinagtalunan niya ng mga leaders. At sabi ni Gamaliel sa Acts 15.10, isa sa mga pinakamatatalino sa kanila, Why are you trying to make God angry by placing a heavy burden on these followers? This burden was too heavy for us or our ancestors. 
Bakit nyo ginagalit ang Diyos? Bakit nyo pinipilit ipasa pa sa mga bagong Kristiyano ang mga batas at kaugalian ng ating lahi na tayo man o ang ating mga ninuno ay di naman nakasunod? At dahil hindi natin masunod-sunod, walang nangyari sa ating kundi laging mag-guilty, laging kulang, laging hirap ang loob. Kaya si Jesus, galit siya sa mga religious leaders noong panahon niya na walang ginawa kundi usigin ng mga tao, laging husgahan, litisin. Pero syempre, many religious leaders would like the people to be guilty because guilty people give big donations. Mas madaling i-manipulate ang mga tao pag guilty. Pagka sila'y naniluwag, makasalanan ako, kulang ako sa kabanalan, masama ako. Napakadali nilang utuin. At hindi mahirap gamitin ang relihiyon para pang uto sa mga tao para mo sila mahututan. Para makuha mo yung kanilang mga blessing, mga pera nila, pagiltihin mo. Parang laging kailangan ipagpray mo sila para hindi sila dadanta ng blessing kung sila mismo ang nagpray para maging important yung religious leader. Kailangan laging may props. Sabi ng Panginoon sa Matthew 23:2-4, Jesus said, "The Pharisees and the teachers of the law pile heavy burdens on people's shoulders." and won't lift a finger to help. Wala silang ginawa kundi magbigay ng mga imposibleng mga batas pagkatapos ay husgahan lahat ang hindi nakakasunod at patawan ng parusa at syempre laging merong sin offering. May peace offering. Kutakot-takot na offering yan. Bringing a lot of goods into the temple and Jesus criticized all that because He did not want His people to be exploited by religion. It was true then. It is still true now. That was why one of Jesus' major works was to deliver people from demons, from guilt feelings, and its attendant isolation and acute depression. True then, still true now. What are Jesus' cures to guilt feelings? Jesus is the greatest physician, the healer. Ano ang kanyang reseta? Ano ang kanyang gamot? sa guilt feelings. Unang-una na, forgiveness. Okay, may utang ka, di mo bayaran, hindi mo kayang mabayaran, patawarin ka na lang. Forgiveness. People who believe in Jesus, accept Him as Savior. Savior from what? Savior from the punishment of sin by being forgiven. Forgiven, not because salvation is free, not because salvation is cheap, Although it is free, because Jesus pays for our sins, kaya siya savior. But there is another interesting way how Jesus delivers people from guilt, and this is least appreciated because it is least understood by many. So, yung isang pagparaan ng pagtatanggal ni Jesus sa ating guilt status and guilt feelings is forgiveness, and the other one is freedom from the law of guilt. Pag may nakalagay na no parking sign at nagpark ka, you are guilty of violating the law, right? Eh, pero kung nagpark ka pero walang nakalagay na no parking, eh di hindi ka guilty kasi walang nakalagay, kasi walang law. At ito ang isang dapat nating unawain sa Lord. Bakit siya Savior? Ano ang ginawa niya sa law? Galatians 5.1 Christ has set us free. 
This means that we are really free. Now hold on to your freedom and don't ever become slaves of the law again. So what is the agent of slavery here? The law. The ancient laws of Israel that were good thousands of years before Jesus ever walked the face of the earth, but so many things had changed in the way they lived, in their culture, in their economy, and yet people stuck to those laws as if they were still in their tribal existence, though they had already become a full nation. Mga laws nung kauna-unahang panahon na hindi nila iniiba at patuloy nilang ina-apply sa panahon nila bagamat nagbago na ang panahon. Mga laws na, oh, ang nangangalo niya dapat batuhin hanggang mamatay. Because they had a cultural context for that. May mga dahilan nun kung ba't napaka-strict nila. They had issues with inheritance, with real estate. They did not have the land of their own. So clear dapat kung sino ang anak nino. Very clear dapat kasi wala pa silang boundaries, wala silang country noon. Pero nung naging country na sila, dapat pa rin manganon ang strict implementation ng mga laws. Nung sila ay mga bihag sa Babylon, ang daming ibang lahi na bihag doon, sa takot ng kanilang mga priests, na sila ay makihalubilo sa ibang lahi at makisamba sa mga Diyos na mga yon, ang daming ipinagbawal sa kanila, kasama na ang bawal kumain ito, bawal kumain nun, bawal kumain ito, kasi unang-una na, lahat ng mga pagtitipon ng mga ibang relihiyon ay piyesta, maraming iba't ibang pagkain. So kung hindi mo mapagbawalan ng mga tao huwag kumatay ng piyesta, pagbawalan mong kumain ng kung ano-ano, ganun na rin ang ending, hindi sila makakapunta. Sobrang nilang in-implement ang law of the Sabbath to make them separate and distinct from all the other nations of the world so that they would not lose their identity. And that's especially when they were in captivity in Babylon. That's when all of these laws were very fully developed in its implementation. Pero nung bumalik na sila sa sariling bayan, meron na silang boundary, meron na silang hari, meron na silang sariling watawat, sariling identity, ganun pa rin ba dapat yun? Mapapansin natin, No, ang Panginoon ay uh, nagturo sa balat ng lupa, marami sa mga matatandang kaugalian at batas ng Israel, ang actually ay pinalaya niya ang mga tao sa pagkakatali. At ano ang kanyang paraan? Pinawalan niya ang mga tao mula doon sa mga laws na yon. Kaya sabi niya, ulitin ko sa John 5.45, Don't think that I will be the one to accuse you to the Father. You have put your hope in Moses, meaning in the law, yet he is the very one who will accuse you. Dahil wala kayong ginawa kung di pag-usapan ng law, usapan nyo law, law ang laman ng utak nyo, bawal ito, bawal ito, bawal ito, pag ginawa nyo, guilty kayo. John 13.34, anong ginawa ng Panginoong Jesus? But I am giving you a new command. You must love each other just as I have loved you. Kasi ang daming commands. At para maipatupad ang command na yon, kailangan may batuhin ka hanggang mamatay, kailangan meron kang itapon, kailangan may itiwalag, kailangan meron kang itakwil. Pero sabi ni Lord, lahat ng mga batas na yan ang uusig. Ang ibinibigay ko sa inyo isang bagong utos. Magibigan kayo. Nung tinanong siya ng mga magagaling ng mga scholars, sa palagay mo ba, teacher, sabi sa kanya, ano ang pinaka-importante sa lahat ng ating mga kautosan? Sa dami. They were hoping magkakaroon siya ng maling sagot. Sabi niya, isa lang 
ang mahalagang kautosan. Love God. At may kakambal yun. Love your fellow men as you love yourself. Sabi niya, this is what all the law and all the prophets are all about. It's about love. That means if you are not interpreting it now in a loving way, if the implementation is not loving, but in fact cruel and unkind, you are getting it all wrong. And you must be free from that kind of slavery. Just one new command to replace all unloving laws. Now, before we live licentiously na parang lawless na pala, pwede na kahit ano, no. Ang napawalang bisa lang ng law of love ni Jesus, ang new commandment, kaya lahat ng laws and commandments before Him and after Him that are not loving, that are inconsistent with His doctrine of love, whose implementation is unloving. So yung mga kautosan nung araw na hindi naman unloving ang implementation, tuloy. Marami kasing kautosan bago ang Panginoon ay nag-minister in the flesh. Sobra talaga unloving. Nagtatrabaho ka, nangangaho yung isang bata during Sabat, binato hanggang mamatay, yun ang parusa. Mayroong mga bata na nangantsaw sa isang propeta, kinain sila, nilapa sila ng mga bears. Napakaraming mga para hindi bakit sa Sunday school ng mga lessons, pagkabinasa mo, lalo Old Testament. Mga ulo na biglang pinapakuan hanggang mabaon sa lupa. Diba? Mga nanay na kinakain yung anak nila. Sari-sari. Isang leader na sinabi niya sa Panginoon, Lord, kung sino man ang unang sumalubong sa akin pag-uwi ko, susunugin ko, iaalay ko sa iyo, yung sumalubong anak. So ginawa rin niya. Ang daming ganun na napaka-unkind dahil gusto nila maging legalistic by the law, by the book. Sabi ni Lord, inuusig lang kayo niyan. So I'm giving you a new law. Be loving. Love people. Effectively, all the laws before Jesus that are not loving are voided by His law of love. So far, so good. But after Jesus went to heaven, in the last 2,000 years, the church has also developed other laws that actually put the people back to Old Testament mode. Marami na namang sinunog. Kaya pag binag-aaralan ninyo ang history ng church, ng Christian church, ang dami mga gera. Milyon-milyong mga tao minamasakir sa ngalan ng Diyos. Nagigera, mga kalupitan, pag-aagaw ng lupa, agaw-agaw ng mga bayan-bayan sa ngalan ng Diyos. Kaya ang dapat natin gawin, hindi lang isuko sa law of Jesus ang lahat ng Old Testament laws na hindi consistent with love, pati rin lahat ng laws ng church na naimbento in the last 2,000 years na hindi consistent with Jesus' love. Because at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Because the Father gave Him a name above every name. Because He is most preeminent. He is the Son of God. He is our Savior. His teaching must be above all teachings of all prophets before Him and all disciples after Him. Yung mga teaching ng prophets and disciples that do not contradict the Jesus law of love can be upheld if relevant, useful, and loving. Pero yung mga iba, yung nagpapahiya ka ng tao, papagalitan mo, dahil sabi ng ganong verse ng unang panahon, sabi ni Lord, you must be free. John 8.36 If the Son gives you freedom, you are free indeed. 
Another cure of Jesus' guilt feelings is love and unconditional acceptance. John 6.37, Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Dapat nating maunawa, mga kapatid, ang ibig sabihin ng unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. Hindi kailangan maging banal ka, kailangan maging ganito ka, kailangan gawin ito para kita tanggapin. No, Jesus accepts us as we are where we are. Many people are troubled and conflicted because they are taught to struggle with and feel guilty for their human nature. Ang isa sa mga ginawa ng religion, very specially this last 2,000 years, is to demonize the body, demonize the flesh, demonize the needs and the desires of the body na inilagay naman doon ng Creator. Sino ba lumikha sa tao? Di ba Diyos? Pero tinuturoan tayong masamain ang lahat ng bagay na hinihingi ng katawan, especially yung mga biological needs. Kaya ang naging impression na iba, pagka-religious ka, dapat, naku, wala kang sex sa buhay. Kahit nga mag-asawa na, kotakot-takot na regulasyon pa ang ibinibigay. Meron pa mga mag-asawa, mga itinatanong sa akin, mag-asawa naman kayo, bakit tinatanong nyo pa yan? I mean, everything is honorable in the marriage bed. Eh, sabi po ng leader namin, masama daw yun. Eh, hindi naman siya ang Diyos. Minamasama ang lahat ng hilig, lahat ng maisipan. Eh, sino bang lumikha sa katawan? We are taught to demonize others and themselves, and especially when they deny and reject the inborn nature. May nature ang tao, dalawa. Merong tayong pinagmumula ng ating karakter. One is nature. Inborn yun. Nilikha ka talagang ganun. Halimbawa, magaling ka sa math. Hindi, hindi pwedeng maging, hindi ka magaling doon kasi nature yun eh. Hilig mo music, nature yun. Halimbawa, analytical ka o emotional ka, usually mga nature, natural yan. Hindi yan may iba. Kahit magpasirko-sirko ka, paliguan mo sarili mo ng verse, kumain ka ng mga pages ng Bible, hindi maiiba yung nature. Kasi Diyos ang may kawa. Ang maiiba yung character coming from nurture. Pinalaki ka lang, ang sungit-sungit ng nanay mo, so naging masungit ka rin. So pag na-deprogram ka, naturoan ka maging gentle, pwede ka mag-iba. Talamak na talamak ang iyong addiction sa sigarilyo. Nung pinanganak ka naman, hindi ka naninigrilyo, so hindi inborn, di ba? So, learned behavior. It can be unlearned. Pwede ang mabago. Mainitin ang ulo mo, ang isi-iksi ng iyong pasensya, dahil maiksi ang pasensya sa iyo ng tatay mo nung araw, lagi ka napapagalitan, kaya lagi ka rin nagagalit. Pwede yun maiba with deprogramming, reprogramming. What is learned can be unlearned. But what is natural is not learned. It is natural. It cannot, it should not be changed, it could only be accepted. At ang isa sa mga pinakamalalaking inner conflict ng mga Kristiyano, hindi nila tinatanggap yung totoo tungkol sa kanilang sarili at tungkol sa kanilang kapwa kasi akala nila lahat dapat baguhin. Inner peace, non-guilt, comes from knowing that God created you. That God designed and gave you your inborn and genetic personality. You were born that way because God created you that way. Unless you want to think that si Satan na nag-create sa'yo. Satan does not create. He only kills, steals, and destroys. It is God who creates. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Psalm 139 13 to 16. For you, God, created my inmost being. 
you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book because before one of them came to be. One of the deepest theological teachings on human personality. I was created. You were created by God. Yun yung nature, hindi yung nurture. You were designed by God. Sabi, hindi pa man ako nabubuo. Alam mo na ang nangyayari. Ikaw ang bumuo sa akin. Sa dilim ng sinapupunan ng aking ina, ikaw ang tumahiye. Ikaw ang nagwib. Ikaw ang bumuo sa akin. At dahil doon, nagtakda ka ng isang buhay para sa akin. Yung tinatawag na kapalaran. Destiny. Now, destiny is not sa April 12 pala, mananalo ako sa ganong game. Destiny is not, ay, sino po bang mapapangasawa ko si ganon? Hindi yun ang destiny. Yung mga detail na yun, human will and human freedom have a contribution. What is destiny? Dilikhan ka ni Lord na magaling sa music. Unless labanan mo yun, unless may lumaban doon, your destiny is to be a musician. Maybe a singer, a composer, an instrumentalist. Nilikhan ka ng magaling sa math, ang destiny mo, magiging engineer ka siguro, or mathematician, o astronaut, kung ano man. May destiny ka. Kung saan ka nakahapay, doon ka ngayon bubuwal bilang puno. Kaya lagi kong isinasabi sa mga magulang, up to a point lang ang pwede natin dapat isuggest sa mga anak natin, kung anong kanila dapat pag-aralan, anong course nila, kasi meron silang nature at dapat maging totoo sila sa nature nila para sila maging excellent. Meron namang napipilitan, hindi naman talaga mahiling mag-dentistry, pinilit kasi ang lola niya, nanay niya, tita niya, mga dentista. So second, third class lang siya ang dentista kasi hindi naman talaga yun ang destiny niya. Eh. So it's important to know nature from nurture. And many Christians expect everything to change as if everything about us is just about nature, nurture. Dapat nating tanggapin kung nilikha ka ng Diyos, dapat mong tanggapin na yung sarili mo. Baguhin yung pwedeng baguhin, only coming from nurture. Because many people are guilty for existence. Many are guilty for who, being who they are and what they are. Kung ano-anong ginagawa na nila, lahat na ng witchcraft, lahat na ng formula, lahat na ng diet, lahat na ng pwedeng gawin, ginawa pero yung pa rin sila. Baka naman ang binabago mo yung nature. People who have peace with themselves and people are at peace with themselves, they and others cannot and should not change their God-ordained nature just to conform to misguided and enslaving laws, traditions, standards, expectations. Paano ko matatahimik kung ikaw mismo hindi mo matanggap pa yung sarili? Mga mag-asawa, Natanggap niyo na ba yung nature ng asawa niyo? May mga susulat pa sa akin sa Facebook. Pastor, ang husband ko po, ang tamad-tamad. Yan ang binata ba yan, tamad na? Opo. Eh, yun pala eh. 
Binata pa, may choice ka pa, tamad na eh. Sa palagay mo, mababago siya ng pag-ibig. Ang bagal po kahit sunog, ang bagal lumakad. Eh baka nature niya yun. Ngayon, kung yung katamaran niya dahil lang trabaho siya ng trabaho, hindi naman nasweldohan ang tao, matinamad na rin magsikap, nurture lang yun, environment. Pwede mapalitan yun kung bibigyan mo ng premyo sa pagtatrabaho. Pero may mga nature nila yung hindi talaga expressive. Ang husband ko po hindi expressive. Valentine's Day hindi naaalala, birthday ko hindi naaalala. Well, of course, hindi naman yan excuse dapat. Pero may tao talagang mas thoughtful than others. Nature. Dapat matanggap. Mga reklamo ng mga husband sa mga wives nila, masyadong OC. Lahat na lang. Sobrang busisi. Sobrang magbunga nga. Tapos na yung kwento. Next month, uungkatin na naman. Eh, ganun talaga siguro. Nature niya magbunga nga. Bunga ngayara na ba yan? Nung girlfriend mo pa lang. Ay, naku. Bata pa lang daw po yung ganyan. Ay, nature. Pasayahin mo ng sarili mo. Nature niya yan. Eh. Mag- Alam nga namang, buong buhay, mag-away kayo. It's your choice. But do you want to live that way? Anak nyo, may mga anak kayo, may nature ang mga anak nyo. Ba't nyo babaguhin pilit? Yung nurture. Yung pagpapalaki, yung influence, pwede nyong magkaroon kayo ng input doon. Pero yung likas niya, nilikas siya ng Diyos na ganun, yung iba, nagtatakwil pa ng anak dahil hindi nila gusto yung nature ng anak nila. Nasisira ang pamilya because of a wrong understanding of nature and nurture. Sabi sa Jeremiah 13.23, Can an Ethiopian change his skin or a leopard its spots? Of course, the obvious answer is no. Napapalitan ba ng Ethiopian, ng African, yung kanyang black skin? Sabi niba, papaya so po, Pastor. Well, ewan ko ko talaga mapapalitan ng buong-buo yan. Pag nanganak uli siya, maitim uli anak nun, syempre, dahil yun ang nature eh. Pwede bang tanggalin yung mga batik-batik ng leopard? Hindi. Ang ibig lang sabihin, may mga bagay talagang likas. Para ka matahimik, tanggapin mo. And then, palitan mo lang yung mga pwedeng palitan. Si Jesus. Kaya marami siyang minahal kasi tinanggap niya yung nature ng mga tao. Si Pedro, lagi nagkakamali. Laging mapusok. Nirestore pa rin niya. Yung mga disciples niya, lagi nag-aaway. Siya, oh, nag-aaway na naman kayo. Inaintindihan niya yung nature ng mga tao. And you know what, brother and sister? God remembers that we are dust. Hindi nalilimot ng Diyos na tayo gawa sa lupa. Eh, sino bang gumawa sa atin? Di ba siya? So, alam niya. He does not expect perfection. He expects us to love Him, to love others, to do our best. But our best plus His grace, His love, makes us perfect. Not ours alone. Not our achievement. So, don't expect perfection from others also. At si Lord, masyadong malapit ang loob niya doon sa mga itinatakwilang lipunan, doon sa mga laging pinagsasabihang masama ka, mali ka. Luke 7.34, The Son of Man came eating and drinking. And you say, He is a gluten and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Jesus was a friend of sinners. Not a critic, not a judge, a friend. Ano mangyayari kung gano'n din ang gawin natin sa ating mga sarili? 
Pag tinatanggap mo ang mga iba, patient ka sa kanilang bago-bago, na maaring maging mabagal, maaring hindi magbago in a very big way, this side of eternity, pero minamahal mo pa rin ang tao, you will relax. People will relax. And there will be a lot of peace around us. Importante na marunong tayong tumanggap ng kapwa. John 8, 3-11 The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Ito yung babaeng gustong batuhin ang barangay dahil nahuli sa akto ng sexual relations with a man, not her husband. According to the law of Moses, dapat siyang batuhin hanggang mamatay. Pinabato ba ni Lord? Hindi. Itong sinasabi natin. Because the implementation of that law is unloving and unkind. Hindi naman natin ginajustify yung prostitution, but especially in first century Palestine, when people were in abject poverty, 99% of the people were poor, and among the poor, marginalized pang women, especially if they were widows, or sila ay orphans, these women had nothing to sell except their body to survive. And the Lord did not judge this woman, but said, I don't judge you. Live your life of sin. Get a life. What are the results of Jesus' cure? Relief, rest, comfort. Pahinga, ginhawa. Sayang ang religion kung hindi ka naman rested, relieved, and comfortable. Stressed ka pa nga sa takot mo laging mabisto ni brother, ni sister, ni elder, ni ganon. Sayang naman. Kasi ang binibigay ng Panginoon, kapahingahan. Matthew 11, 28-30 Come to me, all of you are weary and burdened. Burdened and weary with what? With religious regulations. With judgment. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will not judge you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Not from these religious leaders who always condemn you. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Dapat nung nakilala mo ang Panginoon at nag-involve ka sa church, nag-Bible study ka, gumaan ang pakiramdam mo, hindi bumigat. Tumahimik ang buhay mo, hindi gumulo. Hindi yung lagi kang subjected sa criticism, lagi kang pinapansin, lagi kang sinusukat. It's very important because the burden of Jesus is light. So take Jesus' light. Kasi light ang burden niya. The yoke is easy. And make other people's lives light also. Hindi yung lagi kang nakabantay, para kang polis. Wala kang ginawa ko niyong usig. Hindi yun ang gawain ng Panginoon. Mark 5.15 The man who had once been full of demons was sitting there with his clothes on, and in his right mind. Ito yung dating possessed by many evil spirits. Pinagaling ng Panginoon ngayon, tumino ang isip, at dating nakahubad, nagdamit na, umayos, pumayapa ang pakiramdam. And one of the results of Jesus' cure is self-acceptance. 
self-affirmation. Sabi ng babae sa well, come and see the man who told me everything I did. Dati ayaw niyang pag-usapan, ngayon pwede na kasi natanggap na niya kung ano ang totoo at natanggap na rin niya ang pagpapatawad ng pagmamahal ni Jesus. When Jesus accepts people, people accept themselves and others. So there is a restored self-image. The image that was lost in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned, that glorious image of man which was taken after God is restored when you believe in Jesus. When all your sins are forgiven and forgotten. Sabi sa Bible, as far as the east is from the west, God takes away our sins from us. So anong bunga nun? Acceptance, affirmation, and restoration even of other people. Yung mga Kristiyano, hindi mabait at mabuti sa kapwa, siguro hindi pa talaga nararamdaman yung bait at buti ng Diyos. Yung mga Kristiyano, ang lulupit sa kapwa, siguro ang nakatanim sa utak nila, yung kalupitan ng mga elder, ng mga leader, ng mga teacher. Kaya malupit din sila. Pero kung kabaitan ni Jesus, ang ating kinakain araw-araw, di natural, yun din ating ipapawis, yun ang ating ibubunga, kabaitan. Kaya sa amin ni Lord sa lalaking, pinalayasan niya ng maraming masasamang espiritu, Mark 5.19, Go home to your family and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how good He has been to you. Ano ang sasabihin, ipamamalitan ng lalaking ito sa kanyang pamilya kung gaano kabuti sa kanya ang Diyos? Hindi katulad ng ginagawa ng marami ngayon pag pumunta sa bahay ng may bahay, uy, mali ang ginagawa mo, yung religious practice mo, wrong. That is wrong, that is sinful, that is evil. That is not the news that Jesus wants us to bring to people but how good He is to us. Marami mga Kristiyano cannot bring people to God dahil nakaka-allergic sila. Wala nang ginawa kundi mang usig. Wala nang ginawa kundi manghingi ng mga donation. Wala nang ginawa kundi maghanap ng mali ng kapwa. So bakit ka pupunta? Hindi ka at peace. Kaya pag pupunta ka na sa fellowship, o oh, dala nyo ba ang inyong mga maskara? Bakit? Eh, Siyempre, kailangan fake tayo dyan kasi fellowship eh. Hindi ka maging totoo. Dapat sa tunay na Christian fellowship, pwede ka maging totoo and you will not be judged. You will be loved. And also you will not judge and you will love, then everybody has rest. Sabi ni Lord, I will give you rest. And I'll give you belongingness to God and with your fellow believers. Belongingness is a very important need of man. At yan ang ibinibigay ng Diyos. Galatians 3:28-29 Faith in Christ Jesus is what makes you each of you equal with each other. You belong to Christ. And of course, the love of Jesus gives us peace. John 14:27 Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So yung peace ni Lord, hindi kamukha ng peace ang ibinibigay ng iba. It is a peace that is undeserved. Binibigay lang niya sa atin. Hindi bigay bawi, di tulad ng iba. At walang patakaran. Di tulad ng iba, may patakaran bago magbigay. So sabi niya, this is my kind of peace, joy, happiness, cheerfulness. 
ang sarap-sarap maging kristyano kung si Kristo talaga ang pagtotoan na natin ng pansin. Kung si Kristo talaga ang ituturo at paraan ni Kristo ang paiiralin. Therefore, it is a peace that only Jesus could give by forgiving others. And importantly, by voiding the law that condemns. Tandaan natin ang dalawang paraan para maligtas. Binayaran ng kasalanan mo, iniligtas ka. 99% of the time, that's what we use and know and apply. Pero meron bang isa? Naging sinless ka kasi tinanggal yung law. Therefore, legally speaking, there is no law that is broken. Therefore, you are sinless. And pareho yun ina-apply dapat. There is no offense. There is no offender. That is what you call Christian freedom. Salvation. Not only from hell in the future, but from hell on earth, which is given by guilt. Ano ang mga bagay na siniseryoso niyo, kapatid, na pwedeng guilty? May mga babae no na nag-abort, hanggang ngayon di pa makalimutan, guilty pa sila. Buong buhay na nagigilty. May mga nagda-drive ng kotse, nasa gasaan niyo isang tao na matay, napatay mo, guilty ka ba? Magigilty ka ba forever? May mga minor, may mga big deeds tayo na nagpapahirap ng ating loob, nagbibigay sa atin ng guilt feelings. Maring hindi mo napalaki ang anak mo ng tama dahil absentee parent ka. But how long will you have to suffer guilt feelings? Sabi ni Lord, come to me all of you who are tired. I'll give you rest. Charge to the cross. I'll forgive your sins. I even give you a new law. The laws that emphasize your sin are removed. Only the law of love prevails. I love you. Take rest in my presence. Don't carry your heavy burdens because Jesus carried the cross for you. You only have to follow Him, follow in His footsteps, follow in His direction, and live a life of love. So yan ang result ng Jesus cured love. Goodness. Mercy. All laws before Jesus and after His earthly ministry should be tested and filtered by Jesus' law and commandment. Kung meron kang gustong i-apply na verse sa Old Testament o sa New Testament, dalin mo kay Jesus. Ano ang sabi ni Jesus tungkol dito? Will the implementation be loving and kind? Or bagay lang yan sa original recipient? Tulad ni Paul, may letter siya sa Corinthian believers. Women, you should wear veil. Tapos ngayon, i-implement mo na mag-veil din ang mga tao sa church. Unang tanong, taga-corent ka ba? Ikaw ba yung kausap? At bakit ba pinag-veil yung mga babae noon? Because the prostitutes in Corinth did not wear veils. And there were many former prostitutes that had become Christians that continued not to wear veils. And Paul was saying, wear veils para hindi kayo mapagkamalan na walang pagbabago sa buhay nyo. So may konteksto. Tapos ngayon, makikita mo yung verse, i-apply mo sa buhay mo ngayon. Pinapagalitan ka dahil hindi ka nagbe-veil. You feel guilty dahil wala kang veil. Yun naman pala, wala na makadahi-dahil lang para ka mag-guilty dahil hindi naman para sa'yo yung law na yun. Pero may mga law na ibinagay noon, applicable pa rin ngayon. Merong applicable lang sa panahon nila. Dapat pinag-aaralan para hindi pahirapin ang buhay sa pagsunod sa mga batas na pasuna. The ministry of Jesus is to set free, not to imprison. 
Leviticus or rather Luke 8 2, some women had been healed of evil spirits and one was Mary Magdalene who once had seven demons in her. Literal demons by own or symbolic demons or a mixture? Could guilt have been one of those demons? Na dahil pinatawad na wala yung demon na yun, gumaan ng pakiramdam, sumaya yung tao naging magibigin. And to just review before we end, the work of Jesus is to seek and save the lost. Saved not only from sin, but also from guilt feelings and from self-rejection. The work of Jesus is to accept people into His family so they could belong, be loved, and love. The work of Jesus is to accept people into His family so they could rest and be comfortable. Yun ang dapat nating ibigay sa sarili at sa kapwa. Jesus gives freedom not by changing your actual nature, but by changing your legal status through amnesty. Pag dineclare na niya na, oh, you are free, I paid for that. You are legally sinless. Legally free. And when people change, change is not in nature, the genetic nature, but to inner peace because of self-acceptance. Kung ang langi mong gagawin na requirement sa sarili mo is to even change your nature para ka magka-peace, hindi ka na magka-peace. So you have to identify what is natural and cannot be changed. It's a gift from God actually. And what could be changed for self-improvement and then you change that. Sadly, many people are conflicted because they struggle within. Si Paul, sinabi niya yun ang ubod ng linaw. Romans 7, 15 to 19, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Si Paul pa yun. Sabi niya, gusto kong bumait, pero di ko magawa. Sabi niya, napapansin ko. Pag may gusto kong gawin na tama, yung mali ang nagagawa ko. Laging ganun, yung mali ang nagagawa ko. May inner conflict siya. Pero dapat niyang tanungin muna kasi eh. Yung bang inaakala mong mali mong ginagawa na hindi mo maitama-tama eh, mali nga ba sa tingin ng Diyos? O mali lang sa tingin mo, mali sa tingin ng simbahan, mali sa tingin ng culture, mali sa tingin ng lipunan, pero mali nga ba? Kasi kung yan ay mali na pwedeng itama, sa kasisikap mo, dapat tinulungan ka ng Diyos na itama yan. But Jesus voided all the laws that condemned and gave one new law, the law of grace. Many people are conflicted because they demonize others and themselves. Especially when they reject the inborn nature. Baka naman inborn nature ni Paul yung pinipilit niyang baguhin because he was conditioned by culture and religion to think it to be wrong. Kaya tanong niya sa Romans 7.24, What a wretched man I am! Who will rescue me from this body of death? 
Tulad din ang tanong ng marami sa akin, sa personal at sa Facebook. Pastor, bakit pitong taon na po akong born again, hindi pa rin nagbabago yung ganito ko? Bakit na-memorya ko na po ang buong New Testament, ganito pa rin ako? Nagsaserve naman ako sa Lord, bakit po ganito pa rin ako? Yan ang tanong ni Paul. At ang tanong niya, sino magliligtas sa akin sa ganito? Jesus is the answer. What you cannot change because of your human limitation, Jesus changes with His love. At hindi man mabago yung pinagpipilitan mo talaga hindi mabago, ang nagbabago yung pananaw na, ng Diyos sa'yo. Yung pagtingin niya sa'yo. Yung pagmamahal niya sa'yo ang nagpapaganda sa'yo kahit meron kang hindi kagandahan. Yung pag-ibig niya ang nagpapalinis sa'yo kahit paminsan-minsan ay hindi mo makayang maging malinis na totoo. Kailan natin may internalize ang ibig sabihin ng Jesus' love? It is not earned. It is given by Him freely, graciously because He loves us. Jesus' law of love is the answer to the question of Paul. It is the question to the answer of everyone else who says, Bakit ako laging kulang? Bakit ako laging mali? Anong magagawa ko? Sino makakapagligtas sa akin? The law of love of Jesus is what we need. And it is there. It is available. Hide in the shadow of Jesus' love. Change what you can. Accept what you cannot. Go on living. Be the best that you can be, but do not strive for perfection this side of eternity. You will only feel inadequate. Say amen to Jesus' love. Accept it. Live by it. And say goodbye to guilt. Panginoon naming Diyos, dagdagan mo pa ang pangunawa namin para lalo naming maintindihan ang kahulugan nito sa aming buhay na pwede kaming kumilos para kami mag-improve, pero lahat ng hindi namin kayang gawin are charged to the cross of Jesus. Hindi namin dapat gawing excuse to live carelessly, pero pwede namin panghawakan kung talagang sa kabila ng aming mga pagsisikap, may pagkukulang pa kami. May pagkukulang aming mga kapwa sa aming tingin. Magpasakop kami sa pag-ibig ng iyong anak na si Jesus and let His love cover our multitudes of sins. A podcast by Ed Lopis. Become a supporter. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Click the support button or click the link below. Thank you so much for your prayers and support in this ministry. Our desire to share hope in new ways to millions of people in many places have become possible because of your unconditional love of giving and partnering with us to this ministry. Visit Ed Lopis' official website edlopis.com.ph